Attention. The National Weather Service has issued a hurricane warning for the entirety of the National Hockey League. Please stay tuned for further information from the Storm Cellar. Welcome back to the Storm Cellar. It is, it's travel day, Ray. I'm, I'm <laughs> packing the car. I'm, I stopped packing and washing clothes. Actually, there's clothes going, but I stopped everything because we have an amazing guest. This is, this might be our most ho- high profile guest. Um, for older Kaniacs, the newer folks, you you may or may not recognize this game, but I feel very confident you're going to love this guy. Um, and we're going to talk stadium series today. But before we get into that, how are you doing, Ray? Because you got the stadium series gear on, you got the Whalers hat on. You look good. Yeah, yeah you thank than you. Me. I've been sick. <laughs> no, well, yeah, and I need you to get better because uh, the stadium series is going to be... Uh, well, it's going to be a very busy wear down. You know, we're going to be a very, very busy day in Raleigh all over the place. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I'm on pins and needles actually, because you're leaving now. Right. And it's like, man, I wish I could be leaving now. My clock, I start, I fly in on Wednesday. I leave Calgary here at noon. I cannot wait to get down there. There's going to be so much excitement. Uh, so many people to see uh, in person and it's going to be great. I'm and I got, really, I got a bunch really more for you forward to it. Oh I'm yeah. Look, I'm looking forward to everything, but like the 14 hour drive, which is, Oh yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not that bad. We're, we're, we're not leaving till like four o'clock today. So we're going to drive overnight and the Super Bowl's on. So I think traffic will be fairly light. I think we can kind of zip it down and hopefully the, we don't we don't speed heavily, but hopefully the police are also watching the game, and we can just kind of <laughs> be on down a little bit. No, I mean, it's all interstate, so yeah, exactly. I, uh, you know, uh, the one the one lucky part for me, uh, it's a it's an all day trip, but for some reason, I guess because maybe my wife loves me and and doesn't want to torture me, she didn't put me in the cattle car part of the plane. I la- I'm flying business class. Oh. Ooh la la! Yeah. Fancy, I, uh, yeah, very fancy, very comfortable. That's what I need. So I don't, I don't know what I did right. I need to keep doing it. I wish someone would just tell me so I can keep getting this kind of benefit. It's going to be great. I'm so looking forward to it. And when you announced our guest today, I was excited about this too because I had like I. I was aware of him, even here in Calgary, in Alberta. I wasn't in Calgary at the time uh, when our guest was, you know, doing what he does so uh, very, very well. I saw his name pop up so many times and so many stories. And it was like, great. It was great. And when you announced that you told me we were having him. I was like, holy crap. This is awesome. I put this it on Twitter, awesome. but I'm hoping people forgot. I was, I couldn't keep it contained. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brad, you know, and uh, I'm going to, you, you're the one that landed our guest. You get to do the introduction because it's, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. I am very pleased to welcome to the show. One of the first people I tuned into for Kane's information the first person I think in the triangle from a professional standpoint who understood and got hockey could talk hockey straight from the get-go. He was on 850 The Buzz at the time. He had a show, The Sports Bar, I believe the name was. I looked for clips and could not find any, but 
For older Kaniacs, you will recognize the name. For newer Kaniacs, you will enjoy this episode. Mike Salarte is here. Mike, thank you so much for coming on the program and talking Stadium Series. We're going to have a good time. Man, oh man, with that intro, I thought for sure, I, I, I'm sorry to disappoint those folks that were waiting for like Ray Ferraro or <laughs> uh, or or Wayne Gretzky or Al Samuelson or somebody like that. No, it's just little old me. Uh, but uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for having me. This, is, uh, this truly is fun. I love doing stuff like this. And uh, I know you, we talked a little bit before we got going, like uh, we may talk for about an hour. We can go three hours if you want. I don't care, whatever. I mean, I'm... I'm <laughs> I am all about talking about uh, the NHL, talking about the Hurricanes, talking about the game. I, I've, I've been around it my whole life, so thank you so much for having me. I, I should have started. I should have told Ray we're going to start recording at like four fifteen once we're on the road, because then I'd have like thirteen straight hours available. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, you're driving down today. Just make sure you get through DC cleanly. That's the that's the that's the the hiccup. Oh, I, I've learned. We we yeah, go we go hiccup. through Terrytown, New York. Maybe we'll stop by and say hi to Brian Pesci. Although he'll yeah. be in he'll be in town on Tuesday for the game because it's the dad's trip. And then yeah. yeah, and then outside DC. So it's we're actually going to Western North Carolina first. So instead of oh, going down okay. 95, we're actually cutting across Pennsylvania, oh, cutting smart. down through Virginia. Smart. It, I, I don't normally find traffic on that route on a good day, uh, and it's the quickest way to get to a Bojangles from Boston. <laughs> There's a Bojangles in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. For those of you traveling through Pennsylvania, it is hundreds of miles from the next closest uh, Bojangles, but it is there. That's, that's, that's wise. Um, and you're going you're to have your fill of that too when you get here, so enjoy that. Uh, I, Mike, I've as of as of yesterday, I've lost 45 pounds. Oh, nice. Very excited. Boy. So I'm going to eat Bojangles, but I'm going once and not seven times, right? I'm going to go to cookout once and not seven times in two weeks um, it's, a special, it's, a, it's, it's a special moderation. Occasion. Moderation. it's a special occasion knock yourself out you i mean get back, <laughs> you get back on the bike when you get back home it's fine barbecue nachos was not a thing when i was still in raleigh and and i might have to try barbecue yeah, nachos. Yeah, just might. but <laughs> I, we want to hear from you right so you're a chicago guy as i recall born yep. and raised yep yep 23 and years came down to raleigh in like 95 96 we were talking mm-hmm. about Yep. Right before the hurricanes came down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember, I'll, well, I'll let you start. So you kind of get us going and then we'll go from there. All right. So um, what we can just start uh, two years before that got into, into the business in 93 uh, worked two seasons in Lubbock, Texas, two years in Lubbock, Texas. I'm talking like I'm a hockey player Worked two years in Lubbock, Texas. And, um, as far away, as far removed from any ice rink, there wasn't an ice rink within hundreds of miles. Of where I was in Lubbock, and so the only the only skating I did, I actually bought a pair of roller uh, inlines, and actually started playing with a bunch of guys down there, uh, just to just to keep playing. Uh, we were the we were the Lubbock Knights using uh, the old St. Louis Blues colors with the, uh, uh, the that red stripe that lower that lower portion of the sweater oh, yeah. that red that that yeah yeah yeah. Um, was, look, the, the, whoever put those things together, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a total Jersey weirdo. Um, if you look at my Twitter. Uh, profile page that that's act that's my actual closet um so so at mike solarte go go there and look at that now and when you come back you're like oh my god this guy's got a problem um <laughs> but i was there for two years and i went to raleigh in 1995 and uh was lucky enough that raleigh in fact had a hockey team the raleigh ice caps in the echl and uh was able to uh you know meet with those guys and actually skated a couple of practices with them when they were shorts and bodies and 
uh, got to know a bunch of the players and, um, and then uh, the Hurricanes uh, relocation uh, became a thing. And um, then the Hurricanes came down and, you know, Paul Maurice was the head coach and I heard stories too. And I don't, I can never, I've never gotten these confirmed, um, but I heard stories because when I was, I was at the time that the uh, Whalers were thinking about, you know, moving around and moving to Raleigh, I was told, and I don't, again, I can't confirm this, but um, Whalers, then Whalers brass were driving around Raleigh and my show, my radio show was on and I was talking about hockey you know, could it be viable in North Carolina? And I had no idea these guys were in town. Now, again, I can't confirm these stories. I can't. Um, but, I mean, I was doing, I did two hours that day, and it was just about what pro sport would best fit in Raleigh. And I, I said, I said, honestly, hockey's the best fit because you've got an opportunity to draw from not just Raleigh, but Durham and and Cary and all and the surrounding towns there. And um, there's a couple ice rinks, you know, it's like, they got a couple ice rinks here and you already got the minor league team here that's showing that they can make it work. And, um, you know, so you obviously need a new building. And, but if you get that, I think I said, you got, you get that and you put a winning product on the ice and you'll have a team that is viable in the South. You'll have a team that can play in a non-traditional market. Mm-hmm. And I was told that, you know, Whalers brass heard all that. And, uh, and, you know, as they were driving around, there were, you know, the, hmm, 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 okay, ooh, wow. And again, that's what I was told. I don't know that that's true. Um, the only people that were, the people that were in the car, allegedly at the time, uh, Peter Carmanos uh, and other higher-ups in the organization. Mm-hmm. And again, that's, that's the story that I was told. Um, I choose to believe. I, I well, I mean, I'm, I'm a believer. If, if it's if it's true, then it's true and great. But if it's not true, and someone's pulling my leg, well, okay, I got had. But anyway, um, so yeah, so I was uh, I was you know I was uh, in Raleigh for uh, from '95 until 2002, and then I came down to Charlotte in 2002 uh, to start uh, News Four, what was then called News 14 Carolina, and we're now Spectrum News One. We've had a couple of name changes in between, but um overall it's been you know and we started off doing just charlotte sports and then in 2004 we combined with our raleigh counterparts because raleigh actually launched before we did um and we combined with our raleigh counterparts and became a statewide news network so i I just basically say it's you know cnn for north carolina so we're across the Mm -hmm. state and uh, have been doing the been doing our 10 o'clock or 10 30 or 11 o'clock show it's changed over the course of time uh it's called sports night now it's called the chevrolet sports night thank you to the good folks at chevrolet sorry for the plug on your podcast but oh, it is what it is okay. and uh maybe they'll cut us a check for a couple maybe, of months maybe there. maybe that'd be right and <laughs> I uh use, so goodberry's money Chevy, yeah. if you're listening like seven dollars <laughs> would be plenty i've had a concrete in like eight years <laughs> so uh but yeah so i uh, have been there since uh since 2002 and uh, so I was actually working uh, with this station in, in 2006 when the Hurricanes won the Stanley Cup. And when I moved uh, from Raleigh to Charlotte in 2002 was when the Hurricanes played the Stanley Cup final against Detroit. And I was actually doing some, I was between radio and TV at the time, between 850 The Buzz and, and TV down in, in Charlotte. But a uh, station in Toronto actually hooked up with me to uh, freelance for them in the playoffs with Carolina. And so I was doing I was doing phoners throughout the playoffs. And the only series I didn't uh, work was the Toronto series because I was in the process of moving. So I, I was doing doing phone ins for you know for the first round uh, first round and second round, but the conference final I missed. And then uh, the the Toronto series I did three of the four series. Um, 
because I, I, at my age, I forget the order. But um, the uh, the Stanley Cup final was, you remember the the multi overtime game that. Uh, oh, I was that there. They lost, yeah, and so I was doing phoners and, and calling them and saying, "Okay, so we're through one overtime. What do you want me to do? Well, just hang out. If they score, call in. Okay. Overtime finishes. Right in, we're we're still here. You know <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I've been around the game my whole life and uh, and uh, covering this team since they moved and uh, since before they moved. In fact, so so that's kind of my backstory. So real quickly, you, you touched on the Ice Caps. Who uh, and two questions. One, is there a better hockey name than Lyle Wild Goose, who's still my <laughs> favorite non NHL player? There's not a better dude than Lyle Wild Goose. I actually covered him when I was working in Raleigh. And uh, I mean, between you had Lyle Wild Goose, you had. Uh, in fact, I'm actually going to see Goose next week. Um, yeah, we're we're doing a special leading into the Stadium Series game, and we're going to do a. a a forefathers of hockey in Raleigh piece with, with Lyle Wild Goose, uh, Jimmy Powers, and Brad Malahi, uh, those the goalie for that team. Um, there's a bunch of guys that still live in Raleigh that were on that team. And uh, so we're going to do a sit down at Jimmy's restaurant. At, he owns a place called Piper's Tavern uh, that he started 20 some years ago. And uh, so we're going to meet at his place and we're going to just do a sit down. And, you know, we were all in our younger years then and uh so we're going to be we're just going to kind of sit down and, and reflect and how the uh how the uh ice caps you know they were thriving that was a franchise that was new to the tribe they were they, great they were founded in 91 and uh they only left raleigh because the hurricanes came in and they mm-hmm. were like well we got too many too many roosters in the hen house here so we got to get out and they went to augusta georgia for a couple seasons before they folded um but yeah, we're going to sit down and talk to some of those guys. Uh, they used to play at Dorton Arena, which is right there on the fairgrounds. And man, what a great little barn that was. It See, was. I mean, the only, the worst part about Dorton Arena was practice days because all the walls are glass. So it's like a huge greenhouse. So there were some, there were some spots on the ice during the morning practices that never really dried. Because the wow. light would come through, and that light would travel, and then when the when the sun got over, and, and the, the rink was finally all in shade, um, you, you know, then you could, it was okay. So practicing ten o'clock until eleven thirty was always an adventure, because there was always going to be one spot in the ice that just you know just kind of kept moving, it stayed <laughs> sunny. And the, you know, I can remember, you know, there, during Ray, you might not know that the, during the first ten minutes of a lot of games, it, there might be fog, thick oh, yeah. fog until the players get moving and like some air gets circulating. Yeah. Um, it was, a, it was an older building that was never designed for hockey. Uh, it, it, it kind of like a, it's kind of like you took the saddle dome for you being in Calgary. It's yeah. kind of like you took the saddle dome and threw it in a dryer and shrunk it down. It's the same. It's the same <laughs> it kind is. of design. Yeah. Take, I'm serious. When you get a chance, just do a Google on Dorton arena and take a look at it. You'd be like, Oh my God, that is the saddle dome, but it's smaller. <laughs> it so our listeners have heard this, Mike, I'm going to tell it. I'm going to try and be brief. I'm a very loquacious person. Last Christmas on Twitter. I, I, I love the ice caps. I w- I worked for uh, EMS there in Raleigh, a bunch of guys who were EMTs and paramedics. We had season tickets sat first two rows. Lyle was my guy. I, I decided I want a Lyle Wild Goose jersey, and I haven't been able to find one for like a decade. I reached out on Twitter, and this, and I forget, I forget his son's name. It's gonna bother me, but I get this reply from somebody who's you know Twitter users something Wild Goose, and is like, and I reached out, and, and it's it's Lyle's son, 
Lyle gave me a practice jersey from his closet. He had Jimmy and the boys sign it at Piper's Tavern. I have the pictures just because I reached out on Twitter and was like, he was my favorite player and I can't find a jersey. And Lyle, if, if you tell Lyle when you see him say, Brad, the guy to whom you gave the jersey last Christmas, greatly appreciates it and says hi, that would be awesome because I I'll, could not what? I could not believe that he went that far for me. It was amazing. I, I will do that. That, that. that is absolutely 100% who Lyle is. He's just, he was a great dude uh, to cover and hang out with and talk to. And um, I remember his last season with the Ice Caps, uh, they were on the fringe of making the playoffs. They were, you know, they need, they needed to beat Charlotte and they needed a, a, a wheeling nailers loss to get in. And so it was the last day of the season. I actually drove from Raleigh to Charlotte to cover the game. They won the game. They beat, uh, they beat the checkers. I want to say it was five, two or five, three. And, um, so they had done everything they could do. And, um, but you know, so I'm getting interviews with the coach, Kirk Kleinendorf and some of the players. And I go into the, you know, I, they brought the, a couple of players met me outside the locker room to talk. And I was like, I got to talk to goose. Cause you know, he was wearing a C at the time. And I, as I, and Goose was still in a room in his in his uniform because he didn't want the season to end. He was afraid to get undressed because he didn't know what's going to be. He was a competitor. He wanted to keep playing. He knew it was going to be the season and his career was going to be over, but he didn't want to he didn't want to get out of the uniform. And I totally got that. And he was very emotional, but he did grant me an interview and uh, he's fighting through, you know, fighting through the emotions. But um, they Wheeling did lose. Checkers got in uh, and then. <laughs> But as a, as the weirdest stroke of luck would have it, the uh, the play by play voice for the Ice Caps, Andy McDonald, had to go to his minor league baseball assignment in Portland, Maine. So they didn't have a radio guy for the first round of the playoffs against Tallahassee. So the GM asked me to do it. So I called the play by play on the radio for the four game series that they got beat by Tallahassee three one. Oh, but um, wow. what yeah, an experience so, though oh, oh it was great and I, I i'm a play-by-play guy at heart so when when pete bach asked me i said yeah i mean uh, you don't even have to pay me just cover my room and, and feed me on the trip and he's like okay cool i mean seriously i didn't i didn't ask for a dime i just wanted to do it because you know i, I love those guys i love being around the team i love the game and uh so i mean uh, there were there were several conversations i had with pete when they were shorthanded bodies i'm like you know i got my gear i can sign a 10 day you know i can play for you just give you a couple shifts a night so the regulars can yeah. get a breather he's like oh, let's, <laughs> not, let's not quite go that far because he saw me skate practice so all right that's so a smart a smart move on pete to put me in the booth as opposed to on the ice and, and you said it earlier but the ice caps for for people who are around raleigh at the time i mean guys like lyle and jimmy and those they definitely set the stage. Like people who were not into hockey became hockey fans, not because of the Canes, but because of the ice caps. And then the, the Canes have continued that tradition. So in my mind, everything that the Canes have built sits on an ice caps foundation. Mm-hmm. And I can't I say enough sure. good things about that. I'm still looking for that game worn wild goose Jersey. It's going to cost me dearly when I find one, if I find one, but one day, one day it will be mine. So, but I do have his practice jersey in my closet. I will post pictures whenever I post this. Uh, that, like I said, what an unbelievable thing for them to do. And then, it, it, if I'm not mistaken, doing my I, I did research, Mike, which I do not do. I, I'm not a research. I work in academia, so I, I don't do research in my off time. But you won an AP award for covering the Ice Caps, did you not? Some we kind did. Of an AP? Yeah. Yeah, we won uh, AP best feature. It was actually a feature, believe it or not, on their uh, on their trainer, Delon Cummings just kind of a day in the life of DC. And uh, 
you know, showed him running around, taking care of the water bottles and getting the practice pucks out and stitching a jersey and working on a skate, and, you know, all the stuff that he did. And, uh, and Mully was the goalie in that, uh, in, in that, on that team. And, um, you know, so we show the, the day that, and he's saying, yeah, I got to get this. And he's carrying jerseys around. And I got to get that. And I got to, you know, all of that stuff. And then we had this, the strangest thing happen is that Mully, and the reason I bring him up is that Mully was in the goal, in the net, but someone took a shot and he made the save and he couldn't find the puck because the puck had actually gone into his pad. Like it got wedged between the, the cuff, the outer cuff of the pad and, you know, the, the flat, you know, the flat front portion mm-hmm. of the pad. Cow. So, I mean, and now in the ECHL, you weren't talking about guys that had, you know, 17 sets of gear and they could, you know, oh, I could just switch out pads or switch out masks or whatever. You, what you had is what you had. And so that had to be fixed. And so DC finds out about it. And so he goes into his toolbox and he gets out a pair of pliers and he goes in there and he grabs the thing. And we were there luckily with the camera and you see him wrench, wrench, wrestle this thing out of there. And, you know, it's got great sound of it. Cause you can hear it going, rick, 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 you know, coming out of the, coming out of the pad. And uh, he pops it out and everybody's like, Hey, and there was, so we took the camera and went up to Molly's like, I just had a baby. You know, so, <laughs> so we had, so it was uh, one of those uh, one of those fortunate moments that uh, we were able to capture on film. And so Molly then comes back to end the piece after showing DC running everywhere around the building. Molly skates over to the bench, grabs an empty water bottle, squeezes it, nothing comes out, throws it on the ice. Says, "Where's DC?" And our last shot of the piece is DC on a trainer's table having a nap. And so, and 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 true true story. Delon begged us not to use that shot because he's like, if Kurt sees me laying down in a job, the head coach, I would be in big trouble. I'm like, no, no, we'll smooth it over. And uh, and Kurt was cool with it. It was okay. But um, yeah, so that was that was the story that we won the uh, the AP Best Feature Award for. So, uh, Mike, I've and now I've got to ask you, Spectrum One. Uh-huh. Before we get to you know, the stadium series, I really need to ask and see you've been here since the beginning, essentially since the dawn of time. Exactly. And my, my question to you is perhaps you can give us a little perspective about how hockey is developed. I mean, you spectrum one focuses, you know, Charlotte and Raleigh, right. And of course, football is King. Where has hockey found itself in the far as far as the growth is it like nfl is such a juggernaut right so it's it's hard to say that the nhl would ever get more play than the nfl there's just no way to it Uh, as much as we love the game and we think it's better than the nfl that's just not the case how do you how do you categorize where hockey is now and how it developed over time well, to to that's a really good question. Um, the the way that the where hockey has su- succeeded um, has been through success. When you have a good product on the ice, fans will come out and watch it. Okay, and the Hurricanes of late have been putting on a great product on the ice, and it's translated into success and coverage. And this is what I said when the when the team first moved. I said, because not only are they dealing with the NFL in North Carolina, they're dealing with the ACC. And the ACC yeah. is king in this state, and it always True. has been and it always will be. No yeah, matter what. The, no, no, it's, no, it's fine. No matter what the Panthers do, 
Um, they're still playing second fiddle across the state to the ACC because of the four schools in that conference in this state. So it's they were already fighting an uphill battle. Um, and I said it when they when they first relocated. I said, you know, you could you can get you know if you don't if you don't have a winner on the ice, you're going to be playing in front of an empty building because in those months in the hockey season, the months of hockey season, that's also ACC basketball season. And trust me, fans will pay more attention to Duke, North Carolina, and NC State than they will the Hurricanes if they're bad. So the key for this franchise is to become a winner quickly and maintain interest in what they're doing because fans as you know, will follow winners. Now, true fans will ride, ride or die with their team through the good and the bad, and that's what a lot of – I mean, look, there are a lot of great Kaniacs out there who remember the dismal days, who remember the non-playoff years, um, and there were a lot of them. Um, but, you know, for the most part, the general overall – and throwing out the diehard fans, if you're just a casual fan, you're not going to pay attention if the team's 10 games under 500 and out of the playoffs. So that's where Carolina has thrived under Rod Brindamore is that they're a perennial competitor, contender. They're always in the mix. They're always a, a playoff team. And that's been great for the franchise. Uh, but yeah, it's, I think it's in terms of where it slots, I mean, you have the ACC that rules the roost across the state. And remarkably, it stayed that way, even with all the college relocation and conference jumping that you've seen schools make. Uh, but the, the Hurricanes kind of set the bar for the state but there are minor league teams i mean you have in Fayetteville you have the Fayetteville Marksmen in the Southern Professional League and they're they're pretty they're a pretty good franchise for for their league and what they do you've got the Carolina Thunderbirds in Winston-Salem which is a federal hockey league uh, team and then the Checkers they're still alive and kicking but they're now an American Hockey League team affiliated with the Florida Panthers um, and they were affiliated with Carolina but that affiliation switched uh, pandemic time I forget the year, but they were with Carolina. Then they went to the Panthers. Um, and that's why they're not still married is a, another podcast subject all its own. Trust me. I, I would love to, because I, to me, that's maybe a, maybe missed, a summertime podcast. It's, it's a missed opportunity is what it is for the hurricanes in my opinion, but nonetheless. Um, and and it, I understand it also takes two people, two parties to dance and I get all that. So, uh, but so you still have minor league teams around the state, but the hurricanes really set the tone. And when the hurricanes are good, Everybody around the state sees that. And if you've got a minor league team in your, in your backyard, you might want to say, oh, I'll go check out these guys then, you know, because it, it's infectious. You know, it's uh, hockey success is contagious. And so when the hurricanes are good, things are things in hockey across the state are good. When they're struggling, then, you know, people may tune out the hurricanes and the diehards again, the diehards in those specific markets with the minor league teams, they'll still go out and check out their teams, but they'll be doing it with a more watchful eye on what that specific team is doing. See, one of the things that I've noticed, if, you know, in Calgary, outside in, uh, I've always been very frustrated with the lack of respect that the Hurricanes have gained for themselves in the league. That uh, When you want to talk about how well they're doing and stuff, by and large, what the analysts and everyone says is, yeah, they're a great team. They work hard every night. They're fan, you know, they're really, really good. And it's almost like an also ran type thing where they'll spend oh, so much time. Yeah, a little bit. And they they talk about these other teams that are doing poor, like not nearly as well as the Hurricanes are, but they like talking about these other players and stuff like that. And I'm wondering if 
hopefully that's not the vibe, but looking from the outside in, in North Carolina, is the excitement there? Is the respect there? Is the, is the excitement I, I think is really what I'm looking at here. Like the excitement and people want to talk about it. It is a big topic for you guys. It, it is a big topic for us on a statewide level. Okay. For, for our purposes. And I can't, it, it's hard for me to speak for other uh, stations across the state. I know that the folks in Raleigh are, are gung ho about it because that's their team um, across the state. It's not as big like, like here in Charlotte, it's not as big here in Charlotte because Raleigh is so far away. You know, it's two and a half hours by car. It's not really that far, but it's not, it, you know, Raleigh and Charlotte have this weird rivalry, you know, that one wants to be, you know, the other. And and it's, to me, it's silly. And you know, I, once, upon, once upon a time working in Raleigh, I actually knew about that. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to go to Charlotte. And I've been here 20 years. <laughs> it's so, kind of it, that your, your reference like that. It sounds like a little bit like Calgary and Edmonton. Yeah. It's like, although maybe not as heated and not as much hate, but you wouldn't get a whole lot of talk about the Oilers here in Calgary unless they're playing each other. Right. And that's really it. Right. Yeah. So it's interesting that you say that. Yeah, it, you know, and there the hockey rivalry did exist between the Ice Caps and the Checkers when they were in the same league, and they'd play each other a couple times a year. But, um, but in terms of the in terms of the talk to get to your question, in terms of the how many people are talking about it in Charlotte as opposed to Raleigh, I mean, the number is probably ten to one more in Raleigh than it is in Charlotte, and it's understandable because in Charlotte we're dealing with a, just a dreadful Charlotte Hornets team this year. Um, the Carolina Panthers are going through coaches like you and I go through underwear, uh, you know, and so it's, it's, there's a lot going on uh, that isn't hurricanes hockey. Now the sports fans in North Carolina, and that's my wife, she's waving by behind, behind the camera there. Um, she didn't really wave. You know, that's all audio sweetheart. Don't worry about it. Um, we're just doing this so we can see our faces. Um, so there's, there's the hand. I miss Salarte. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> but in, in, like I say, because of the fact that the, the Hurricanes are viewed as a Raleigh team, and even in Raleigh, the Panthers are viewed as a Charlotte team. So it, it's oh. kind of it's kind of the same thing. There are football fans in Raleigh that care about the Panthers, but and there are hockey fans in Charlotte that care about the Hurricanes, but the diehard bases stay pretty much within the confines of the, the market, that sort of thing. So right. um there are there are fans across the state, but when it comes to the game itself, getting the respect and the and the you know the excitement level, most of that excitement is centered in the triangle between Raleigh, Durham, Cary, Fayetteville, you know, surround the, the surrounding towns around the triangle. So uh, that's and, and and it makes sense. I mean, those are those are the people that are you know are the closest ge geographically. They're going to spend their money directly with the team, that sort of thing. Um, they're the ones that get to see the product in person a lot more than those that are outside uh, there. I know there are true diehard fans in Greensboro because they were there when the team first started playing in the NHL, they played in Greensboro until uh, PNC, well, the Raleigh entertainment and sports arena or the Ressa as John, K as uh, Chuck Caton used to call it, the Ressa uh, was being built. So, uh, so yeah, so the, the diehards are all across the state, but predominantly the, the excitement lives uh, in the zip code of the team. Yeah. And just to add on to that, Ray. So I, I grew up North of Charlotte, and we're going to see my parents who still live there. And that's exactly what I expect to see is in the last couple of years, my dad has said coverage has gotten better. He'll see things in the Charlotte News and Observer. 
Uh, he'll see more things on Spectrum News One, but it's not. Well, he's always seeing things on my channel. Let me tell you that. It's, true, the thing, true, but the thing, the thing about the hurricanes, the best thing for the hurricanes and spreading their name across the state was me moving to Charlotte because I keep putting them on. And I kept putting them on when we were just the Charlotte Channel. It's like, oh no! By the way, that NHL team up in Raleigh, you got to pay attention to those they're guys. They're pretty good, right? Especially you know, 2002, going... 2006. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so they, yeah, yeah. They, they've known. They've known. The Spectrum News audience has known all about the Carolina Hurricanes since I've been on board. I tell my boss all the time because she's a Bruin season ticket holder. I said, comparing Charlotte to Raleigh, the fact that the same state is irrelevant. That's like saying Boston and Hartford are the same city. It's like no, they're they're about equidistant from Charlotte and Raleigh. The fact that they're in the, state, in the same state is the only reason, because she was in Charlotte for like five years, and she's like, "We never heard about the hurricanes." I'm like, "Yeah, because you're, you know, 150 miles away. Like we're 120 miles away. Of course you didn't." So, yeah. so my, so Mike, I have, I have two more questions before we get to the stadium series. And uh, Brad, I'm sorry. I know that this is going to make things a little bit longer, but hear, hear me out. Number one, I need to ask you. You were there at the beginning when Hartford moved in and stuff. One of the things that you heard from all of the players who were with the Hurricanes at that time, the difficulties with the travels to Greensboro and stuff like that. I wanted to get your side of that. And then uh, I'll give you the second question now and you can knock them out both in a row. Um, as far as memories go, covering the Hurricanes for you there's got to be some special moments uh the people who listen to us have heard me say before and we know i i've got 20 years in broadcasting one of the memories that i had not necessarily the funnest but it was uh i am lucky enough to have been threatened to be uh, punched in the nose by dave the tiger williams uh when i was doing an interview with him that's my uh, claim to fame in that and i <laughs> it was it was a funny story maybe i'll if we ever maybe i'll share the full story at some point but i want to get your sense here y you know stanley cup final 2002 2006 you being in the industry there's got to be some great great memories too so let's go with oh. the first one greensboro and then come to that the the travel the 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 travel and playing in greensboro that was certainly a, a challenge um from a professional standpoint for us okay which is to say nothing of what it was like for the players Mm -hmm. Okay, so the, the players had it way worse because, you know, you have to be at your best and you guys are, you know, these guys are hopping in their cars for, a, you know, a, a, a morning drive of at least 90 minutes um, to get to work and get stretched and get play, you know, get, get ready to play and uh, play at a high level and be the best you can be and do all the things that you're supposed to do as a professional. They had it a lot worse. Uh, from my standpoint, from, from the television standpoint, it really wasn't that hard because we knew we couldn't staff all the games. We didn't have the technology then that we do now where you can send somebody out there with a microwave backpack and uh, they can go and get you interviews and then they flip a switch and suddenly they're live because of the technology right there. Yeah. Back then it was, you needed a satellite truck, you needed a truck operator, you needed the satellite time, you needed to go all the things that you needed to do. And then you had to, you know, go do it. So you had to go get your interviews, get out to the truck, get a cut, get it fed, get in front of the camera and stand there and yada, yada, yada. So anyway, um, we didn't do a much, we didn't do a lot of that when they were playing in Greensboro, but we did, you know, record all the games and show all the highlights and that sort of thing. We went to practices that thankfully were in Raleigh. Um, 
so it, it made it made covering that team very difficult for the first couple of seasons because they were so far away on game days. Um, but it, we all knew that the end game was going to be so much better because the building was going to go up and it was going to be right here in town and it was going to be outstanding. So um, it was just a small price to pay for what was to come. So that's, you know, that was that was the logistical headache side of life with the Hurricanes on the road uh, in Greensboro. Memories. God. I got to tell you, I'm very jealous already. I just, I can only I just, imagine. We could always bring Mike back if he's willing. Because 1,000% hours Brad, and hours of story. We could do that like in the off season or something. There right? is, there are, I mean, if the first, there's one, I'd love you know, to hear it. There, there are so many memories and there are a lot of them that I, I um, you have to remember. This is, you know, the late 90s and I'm 53 now. So I was a much younger lad back then. Um and there are a lot of stories that I'm going to take with me to the grave. I'm just going to put that. <laughs> well uh, done. Those, 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 we, you know, I may share next week at the stadium series. If you and I, the three of us actually get together and, uh, and, and crack a beverage. I'll be there. Um, I'd love to. But um, I, one of the, one of the, one of my favorite memories, uh, and this is, it's going to sound like a throwaway, but um, Archer's Urbe was the goaltender for a bunch of years. And Archie was notorious for, never letting the equipment staff work on his gear. Never. And and look, Skip Cunningham and Bobby Gorman and Wally Tadamir were three beauties. And, and only Bobby remained. We lost Wally, sadly, um, and Skip retired. Um, but Bobby is still there. And God love Bobby. He's he's a beauty. Um, but he would never let the guys touch his gear. If he had pad repairs that needed to be done, he did them. He, he had, his, you know, had his own sewing kit would be doing stuff in the room so one day those after pillows practice that he had wow yeah and he trust me he restuffed those things like you like nobody's business <laughs> i think i think he actually probably raised deer in his backyard so that way he could slaughter them get the hair and then you know <laughs> stuff yeah but um so one day after practice and this is in the build the new building in raleigh pnc now uh we're you know in there getting interviews and um I was just, you know, we got done shooting and, and recording and everything. And so we're done. And I'm just sitting there hanging out with Archie. And I'm sitting, I sit down next to him while he's sawing away in his pads. And, and I'm just watching this guy work on him very meticulously, like, you know, making sure every stitch is perfect and making sure that, you know, it's just the way it's got to be just the way. And, and I'm talking to him and I'm asking him, so, you know, what are you doing here? And what what's the point of, you know, what are you trying to accomplish with this repair? And we're just having a conversation. And I was working at the radio station at the time. And so as we're doing this conversation, he stops and he looks at me. He says, he says, uh, you able to get the uh, international music on your show? And I said, uh, I, I'm sure we can. This is at the time of LimeWire and all the, all the virus loading things that were out there at the time. Sure. And we had LimeWire at the station. He said, I'm trying to find a song, Party Girl. It was big in Russia. Big, big song. I said, Party Girl. I said, I can, I, I said, who was the, I said, do you remember who the artist was? I said, I can probably look it up. I, I, I don't remember. I don't remember. Said, okay. So I go back to the station. I do this search and I find, and I play it and I'm like, okay, I've never heard this. So this might be what he's talking about. And it was the only entry that I found. So I download it and I downloaded a couple of things that populated in the search and I put all of it on a CD and I put Party Girl at the front end and the back end. So it was there at both ends of the stuff in the middle. And so the next day I showed up to practice because they had a couple of days between home games. And I said, hey, I burned this for you. Let me know. 
And go, oh my God, what is it? And I said, I said, I think it's your, I think it's the song you want. So he goes and he puts it in the CD player in the room and he hits play and it starts, he goes, he just starts, ah, that's the one. That's the one. He got all excited. I said, cool. I said, you got nine or 10 songs on here. And I said, I put party girl at the back end of it too. So when he, those other ones, end, and he was so, he was so thrilled and so excited about this. And I just grooved on the fact, the, 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 the point of the story is that it was one of those examples where a guy that I looked up to and respected for his job and what he could do was, was not a God. He was not a deity. He was not someone to be fond over. He was just an ordinary dude looking for a tune that he couldn't hear anymore because he didn't live in the country that he grew up hearing it in. Yeah. He was just a regular guy. He was just a guy that happened to, you know, face 95 mile an hour slap shots for a living, you know, and it was just, it was so cool to just kind of hang with him. And, And so after the CD thing, like we were, we were always talking, you know, he were nice. always talking in the room and he would be the one to initiate the conversations. Like, you know, we, we, after you know, post-game home games, we get our sound and I get a tap, you know, Hey Arch, what's going on? Oh, you, do you see that? You know, we start talking about the game or. We, That's amazing. I mean, just, just one of those, just one of those guys that um, I, I'm very lucky to hit, that have, to have crossed paths with. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, so just one of those, one of those days that was stood out to me because of the fact that he was just so down to earth, so regular, but you know, but I mean, the, the workmanship on his pads, I yeah. mean, they looked like they, you, you couldn't tell on TV because they never really did a zoom in on his pads, but his pads looked like Frankenstein with I all the stitch work and everything, all the things that he did. And, but everything was perfect. I mean, it was meticulous. It was that I remember anyway, it was, it was because he took such great care and pride in making what he had work, you know, didn't ask for new pads because when he was in Latvia, he couldn't get new pads. Yeah. You know, you just, this is, you have this, make it work. Okay. And that work, that, that work ethic stuck with him. Uh, and, uh, and it was, it was really cool to see because he was really, really good at it. He was really good. My friend one time, real quick, Ray, who yeah. who was kind of newish to hockey, uh, fell in love with Archie. As we, no disrespect to Cam Ward, Archie's my guy. I no, yeah. just loved him. But you know, he was you know back before like collecting game worn equipment. Has I mean, it's really become a big thing now. But back, you used to be able to kind of get stuff because nobody really wanted it. it was kind of wasn't a market. It was, it was yeah, it was you know it was to be discarded. And he asked about a set of Archie's pads, and I was like if you could find a set of Archie's pads available, because yeah. the whole time he was with the Canes, I'm betting he didn't have more than two sets total. I, I think he had the same set it of might co-hosts. might have just been the one, right? might have been the same set of co-hosts he yeah. kept working on, yeah. I, I, said, I said, if you ever find them, you, no matter the price, you buy them. Yeah. Because you will never get a second opportunity. Yeah. And, and, the, and, the, and the, the thing is that you buy them, and then you take them to the proper authorities because they went on sale because someone stole them from Archie. Stole them, yeah. That's, that's, you know, I yeah. mean, that's... <laughs> Because that's that's pretty much the only way you're going to get your hands on stuff like that. Yeah, I have one of his game used sticks, and it's it might be my favorite game yeah. used in, in my collection. Sticks, just no just because it's Archie, yeah. right? Yeah, yes. I mean, sticks, no sticks come and go. It's like pads, gloves, helmet, mask. Mm, you find those, they probably got this. They got there in an unsavory way. For for the for newer Kaniacs, Archie reminds me a lot of Teravinen in terms of mannerisms. I mean, one's mm. Finnish, one's Latvian, but. Very reserved, kind of a quirky sense of humor, super friendly when he was feeling comfortable, but he was just that guy and he would get laser focused, like you said, Mike. And it was, yeah. you know, 
watching him and watching Kochekov now reminds me a lot of Archie and, and Hoshik and those guys. Yeah. And I absolutely love to see it. it Kuchi's got a little more flair to him. I mean, I don't think that uh, you'd have seen Archie getting a stick swinging incident with Brad Marchand, but um, <laughs> but because Archie, well, that's the thing is Archie wouldn't, Archie was the same size as, as Marchand. He probably would just dropped and try to drop him. Yeah. Uh, that, that was, <laughs> yeah. that was the kind yeah. of guy, that was the kind of guy that Archie was too. It was like, he was, fiery competitor and he wasn't going to take any guff from anybody so you came into his crease you're going to get whacked and yeah uh, and so archie would archie was a mild-mannered guy off the ice but i i would hate to be the person to cross him you he know would, he just he would come at you mike your description it's funny yeah it's you love to have those great professional relationships but hearing you describe it it sounds like you and archie are friends well i mean it, like it honestly yeah, it yeah. felt that way. It felt that way. I haven't seen him in a long time. But last I said, but I try to keep track of where these guys move around to. Last I saw, he was a goalie coach for the Capitals. Now I'm not sure if he's still there. If he's moved on, he may have gone back to Riga. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it. I would think, I would hope that if our paths crossed, he might say, "Wait a minute, I know this guy." He may not remember my name. It's like, uh, and then he might figure it out. I, but I, I never put stock into that. I mean. If guys, if guys remember these things, great. If they don't, I get it too. Cause I mean, they need yeah, so many people. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we had, uh, when, when I was covering the team and he was playing, we had a really good relationship when we, you know, always, we were always very friendly. Um, and, and I'm sure that the CD didn't hurt things, but um, you know, it, it was one of those things that he knew who I was and was willing to talk whenever I asked for an interview or anything like that. So, um, you know, just, yeah, I mean, we had we had a really good we had a really good relationship when I was in Raleigh. Fantastic. Yeah, we're still friends with guys like Shane Willis, um, Eric Cole, um, uh, Base Battaglia. Base, I mean, Jesus, Base Battaglia. I've known him since he was sixteen. Uh, yeah. When he's growing up playing hockey at Fenwick High School in Raleigh, or in Chicago rather. Um, I, I mean, I used to watch him play as a high schooler before he went to Lake State and played. Before he went, you know, for turn pro. Wow. Uh, so I've known I've known Batesy and his brother uh, Anthony for a long time. Anthony was playing uh, in the ECHL when the Checkers were in the ECHL. He was playing with was it Florida? I think the Florida Everblades. Um, and I got he was so they're playing in Charlotte, and I got him scoring a goal. Dad was in the stands, and I'd met him a couple of times when I was in Raleigh with Bates, you know, covering the covering the Hurricanes. So when I see dad, I said, Hey, pops, how are you? And he looks at me in his eyes. Oh my God, what are you doing? I said, I'm working down here now. I said, I got his goal. I'll send it to you. You know, so I put it on a tape and I sent it off to him. He was Perfect. thrilled to get that. Um, so yeah, but and Batesy owns uh lucky bees up there uh, in Raleigh, the place that if you've not been, when you guys are in town, you ought to check out. Um, and so hopefully I'll run into him uh, this week coming up. But uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm still friends with a lot of those guys that, that played. Um, I've skated in a couple of alumni games. And so being on the ice with guys like Sean Hill and Tim Brent and Bates and Willie, Stu Grimson, Steve Smith, when he was here, um, that was, that was a thrill. Cam's going to be playing. Cam Ward's going to be playing in, in the alumni game a week from tomorrow, a week from Monday, I should say the Monday after the stadium series game. Um, so, I mean, it, it's, it's going to be, it's, next week is going to be a great event for the, for the franchise. I'm so glad it's actually happening this year, as opposed to when it was previously scheduled. Uh, because Definitely. it was because this being the 25th season of Hurricanes hockey, um, 
this feels like the appropriate celebration of that anniversary, having the outdoor game, win a loser draw against uh, the Caps, um, you know, to be able to have 51 plus thousand of their closest fans and friends, you know, in the building to see it. Uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. I, I agree with you. I, at first, I was really upset. And the more I thought about it, I said, no, having it during the 25th anniversary is a great idea. Yeah. Just like for the 10th anniversary, we got the original black third jerseys. Yeah, know, I remember, you know, so the Hurricanes have, have done really well kind of making, a, you know, a big deal out of these. I love how far they've gone with we're not just getting the stadium series game. There are events on that ice practically all week. You know, there's the alumni game you mentioned. UNC uh, versus the Ice Pack is going to play there. They're going to do an STM skate on the ice thing. There's So I love the fact that they're taking the opportunity to say, let's really go all out. Let's make this something that even if you're not a huge hockey person or even if you don't have tickets to the Stadium Series game, you can come to Raleigh. You can come to the Fan Fest. You can come to the alumni game or mm-hmm. come to see, you know, the, the UNC-NC State game and really make an event of it, which is – I think maybe going to be one of the, this might be the biggest other than the Stanley cup finals. This might be the biggest event in the history of of the club. The only thing, the only big event I've ever missed was the all-star weekend that Raleigh hosted, which, so I can't really compare that. I I watched it from up here, but I, I feel like they've grown as an organization and, and understand, you know, kind of where their, their fans lie and, and how they can help pull people in because, it, it, it's been really slow to get moving. Um, you know, people, you know, with the jerseys not being released until really late and the ticket kind of was kind of fiasco. And, you know, some of that's league driven. I know the Hurricanes will say um, some of that, you know, I think they have to kind of own up on. But now that we're getting close, it feels like it's a snowball rolling downhill and we're really starting to get the momentum where, you know, I'm super excited. All the people I know, even the people who aren't Hurricanes fans, uh, have started to kind of feel that momentum on social media building, and they're starting to be a little more interested. The fact that it's against the Caps was wouldn't have been my first choice. Uh, I, I would I really wanted New Jersey because I always have felt like since that first playoff series against New Jersey, they've kind of been that team that we've gone back and forth with. But you know, as as Brock McGinn did to the Capitals in 2019, I, I'm I'm good with that. You know, the the Capitals are one of those teams who comes in that you, you kind of love to hate versus uh, maybe some of the Rangers fans from yesterday who you kind of hate to hate because <laughs> you know they're yeah. hur- you know they're in hurricanes red you know 80 games a year but ugh, it's you know the Pittsburgh and the Rangers are, are two fan bases that feel like they're just over the top you know at least yeah. the Capitals group now is small enough I feel like that you can keep them in check but I can remember especially in those 2000 years where the Capitals would send buses down with fans you know they're they're yeah. Fan club, makes, I think, would come down on a couple of buses and they would take over entire section. It makes it makes sense for the Caps to be the opponent for the Stadium Series game. It's a regional rivalry given the distance between the two teams. Um, I don't, I don't think that Nashville is any closer. Uh, they may be further. I, I I've never checked it on a map, so I don't know. I may be talking out of my ear here, but um, it makes sense. So you, let's also not forget that this is a national TV game. The Carolina Hurricanes, even though this is the twenty fifth season. And they do have a Stanley Cup championship. They're not a household name across the, across the country. And 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 Ray, you were talking about it earlier. Why are they not getting that kind of respect? Well, there's the, the national sports media is starting to pick up on the fact that hey, this hockey team in Raleigh is pretty good, um, and they have been good for almost half a decade now. So yeah, 
that so so that's starting to get out there. You needed a draw. You needed a face. You needed a name. There ain't anybody better right now in the league than Alexander Ovechkin. You know, I mean, he's trying to chase down Gretz and the, and the all-time goal record, and and he's. I didn't think he'd get there, but now I'm not so sure. You know, I mean, a couple of years yeah. ago, like, there's no way he's going to do this. He's got to play another. Oh, he scored 45 again this year. Oh, maybe there is a chance. Yeah. So, um, so they needed a name for this series, for this game, for this this national TV game, this worldwide in, uh, international event, and and Ov's the guy. So, you know, I I don't have uh, I don't have a problem with uh, with them playing the captain this one. It could have been uh, for me. It could have been anyone. This is going to be a, a great experience for me. Uh, kind of, uh, and I've mentioned this before. When I asked, the most excitement that I had about this game uh, is not so much that I get to see a lot of great people that I only ever talk to online, although that's fantastic. Not so much that I get to see the Hurricanes play, and I'm not like surrounded by people that do not like this squad i'm getting to watch the home i could be in the majority instead of the minority in the stands but because it's outdoors in a college football building you know what i mean and to feel that vibe you know flow over into hockey and the excitement that's been generated uh is is great is absolutely great uh, Mike, when you look at the game coming up, let's let's talk about the the game itself. You mentioned, uh, you know, of course, OV is going to be a problem. I don't know why he got as high up in the goal scoring standings because really he scores all of his goals from the same spot. Couldn't we just have someone shadow him right there on the left circle? I mean. What's going on? I don't I don't understand it. It seems like you could just put someone in front of him to block shots, although I don't know how many people want to stand in front of his shot, let me tell you. Blazing. What do you think about the game? Oops, sorry, Ray. I think Mike had to step away for two seconds. Oh. So yeah, so he'll be he'll be right back. But I, I, I was gonna ask Mike the exact same question. It's funny because one of the things I'm really thankful for is that Ovi has hit over nine over his 800 goals now. Ah, yes. I did not want the storyline of the stadium series game to be, you know, could this be Ovi's 800th? You right. know, and, and I, that's what I didn't, that's one of the things I didn't want to see is, you know, Oh, is Ovi going to hit? So now, you know, he's at 800. He's now surpassed 800 by enough. I feel like that's not a storyline because the storyline should be, Look at the amazing thing that Carolina has put together. Yeah. And and bringing these folks together. Um, you know, we've got folks that I know for sure are coming from England, Scotland, Finland. Yeah. Uh, Czechia. Um Netherlands, Germany. I think for sure. Yeah, Netherlands, I think. Uh so there's like so there's like six of people who I know like listen to the show we're coming from, plus all the people, I mean. So we have people who hosted you before, Ray, when you made your last pilgrim, Mr. Raleigh, who, yeah. who are the same folks I've been on message board with for 20 something years. And I've still never met some of them in person. So I'm hoping that I'll get a chance to do that. So I think this is going to turn into such a big production. Um, mm-hmm. As I kind of stated earlier, that this really might put the hurricanes on the map 
in a way that makes sense because it's not just going to be about the team and whether or not we have superstars and all stars the way that you know oh we don't Carolina doesn't have superstars yeah you know say that what you will I think this might be the event that helps you know because 2006 is a long time ago in sports terms right so yeah 2007 2008 everybody knew who the Hurricanes were even though they fell kind of right off the tracks a little bit so I think this might be the event where you know they come out and they have a solid game here. The fans are great. This stadium series event might be the one that makes people go, "Oh, that Carolina team is for real," you know. Yeah. And 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 not just that. I mean, you know, we're twenty five years in, and and some of it's just you know trash talk, right? You know, oh, Carolina fans, blah blah blah. Like number mm-hmm. one is the Hurricanes are number two in the league in attendance percentage. Boom. There's there's just no argument with that. Yeah. But this is the kind of event where if the Kenyaks show up and there's 50-something thousand there and you have all the major sports net- networks uh, like Spectrum News 1 broadcasting, people tailgating from 10 a, you know, parking lot opens at 2. I promise you that, that it – so so Mike, I believe, is a sports director over there. I promise if Mike has a truck on scene at like 10 a.m., there will be cars in that parking lot. They will find a way. There will be people tailgating before 2. 2 o'clock is, is – an interesting start time in HL because I don't think you can enforce it. Um, We're going to try but, to get it earlier. I can promise you that. We're going to try too. to get it earlier. You know, <laughs> yeah. but, but the thing is, we got marked vehicles, so we can actually say, hey, look, we need to get in to get set up. Yeah. Paniacs can't do that. I mean, really, I think they're going to – this. To, <laughs> you pointed out earlier about, you know, the, the slow release of things and how it's been kind of a sluggish process. This is all NHL controlled. The Hurricanes really don't have any say in all of this. Uh, in fact, you know, when we were – a couple of weeks ago, I reached out to NC State saying, hey, what's what's going on over there? Uh, you know, what are they have they contacted you about the ice or anything else and when they're going to start to build? And my folks over there said uh, the NHL came in and took the keys and said, thanks and walked away like they didn't ask for any, you know, like this is they're in control. They've got the keys now. They're, they've got all the keys. They're guarding all the locks. They're doing all those things. You know, this is weeks before the the ice, the refrigeration and stuff got in there. So I'm like, OK, so we just have to wait. And then we have to wait. And then we get the credential process. And, you know, the NHL can walk and they can chew gum. They just can't do both at the same time. <laughs> so it, that was the thing. It's like the, the stadium series stuff from our standpoint didn't start to become a thing in terms of, hey, get your credential requests in until the week of the All-Star game. Wow. And the All-Star game was just last weekend. Yeah. So, yeah that's crazy late. So, I mean, Yeah. And so, but, but the thing is that, and while that's frustrating for us, it also is the NHL saying, look, we've done this before. So we right. know what, get your credentials in. We'll tell you what's coming next. Just, you know, and so I've had to, I've had to take a, the patience pill with like, God, we need it. We're planning a special here. Come on, guys. We need to know what's going on. Where can we go? This, that, or the other. And like, it's coming. It's coming. So, you know, you just kind of have to play their game along their timeline. I right. say all the time, best sport, worst league. Because I, I like watching PHF <laughs> hockey when I get a chance. I love watching AHL hockey. I love watching college hockey. Being in Boston, you know, bean pots going on. I, I have to go to a bean pot, by the way. I have to go see that one. Of, one of it's these so that's much a, fun. That's, it's a bucket list thing for me, and it has been since I heard about it. If you co- Let me know when you're coming up. I'll go with you. I'll, ta- I'll be happy to take you. Deal. Um, I wonder, and part of the issue, I think, NHL. So, Marty Natchez. Trends on Twitter. He's one of the top three things on, on Twitter, the trends for the all-star vote doesn't get to go. 
and Hurricanes fans are, I think, rightfully upset. I'm not, I don't really believe that the NHL is rigging things, but I also don't know because I don't trust NHL to do the right thing necessarily, personally. But I feel like transparency in the NHL is, is part of the issue. It's if they just came out, if so, the stadium series jerseys are basically the same as the ones that were leaked for two years ago. So, why weren't they available to sell till the week before the All Star game? That doesn't make sense to me. Had they come out and said, Oh, there's a reason, or this is why we're doing it, or this is, you know, does that make sense? As a fan, you want to be treated like you're not an idiot. And the NHL tends to treat its fans like we're dumb and that we're just going to show up and pay money and keep going. And in some ways we do, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to the game. I'm, you know, I have my jerseys, but it feels like a little bit of transparency from the league would go a long way with the fans because they used to be kind of the solid, you know, fourth sport, right? Football, basketball, baseball, rule the roost. And then there's hockey and then there's everything else. And MLS soccer is creeping up. And, you know, baseball's kind of been trended down. It feels like I, I can't watch Red Sox games anymore. They're just too long. And hockey has an opportunity to grow and to cash in and to make money for the owners and improve the league. And it feels like they don't. And I, I don't get it. And, and a lot of that for me as a fan is I just want to be treated like you care that I'm investing my time and I have a podcast and I spend money on ESPN plus, and I do all these things to watch the games. So don't make it harder for me to watch games and don't yeah. not give me info. Just tell me stadium series jerseys won't be out until mid January. You know, the tickets won't be available till this time. It, it feels like the league could do a lot of little things that would make it an overall better experience for everyone. And I don't understand why they don't. It's the, again, it's like I said, it's the walking and chewing gum. Eh, this doesn't work. So let's just walk. Yeah. Stop and chew the gum, walk, stop and chew the gum, that sort of thing. Um, there is also the idea, though, and, and the world, as you know, has changed drastically with the advent of soldier or the invent of social media. And, you know, we're a got to have it now, got to have it now, got to have it now society. And the fact that the NHL held back on these jersey releases until such and such time. The reason they held those back, and, and I'm just going to cite this because on the day that I purchased that Sebastian Ajo sweater that you're wearing, Ray, uh, it's in my closet, nice. um, is also the same day that all of the Jordan Stahl jerseys sold out. They released them all at the same time. Look, here it is. Flood the servers so everybody can buy them. It's 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 the It's the bang moment. It's the... Yeah, it's the this is or it's here. I got to go get it now. And that's, you know, when you get stuff that's, you know, it's 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 the it's the need to be trending. It's the need to be, you know, uh, it's the need to be the hot thing. It's the need to be viral on on social media. Um, That's a big I think that's the big component of it. And the NHL would say, well, look, we, we released these jerseys. They sold out in two hours. What more do you want us to do? Well, to your point. If they would have gone and released it six months ago, they'd have sold out in two hours. Then they could have restocked and continued to sell them all the way. Sold out. more. So yeah. yeah. So it's so there's there is their point is hey we're the Flash, but your point is be the Flash and continue and, to shine and continue yeah. to shine as you instead of just flaring out. And uh, so I see both sides of the argument, but the NHL, and that, that's the thing though, is that that's, I think the world that we live in is we got to have it now. And when we get it now, oh, everybody's excited. And then it goes away. We're on to the next thing. And that's, you yeah. know, 
it's it's a it's a matter of you know just not being able to you know when you've got the attention span of a gnat it's just you know you don't people don't pay attention to things that much and they just don't and that's unfortunate brad i i know we've got to get you ready to go here i don't want to keep you any longer because you got packing to do and getting ready to do that big trip but i do have a i got a question jerseys are coming there you go i'm i i do too man i'm like uh, i was told i can't bring a dozen yeah yeah i could probably bring that many i'm worried about the jerseys and the hats like this one's coming with me but i'm trying to figure out which how i'm gonna wear them it's a long story we'll have to talk about later but mike i gotta i gotta ask you uh as far as you know this whole week that's coming up um is it full-time work schedule for you you've got a lot of things on the go i'm sure spectrum one is i've got a lot of things on the go how much of this allows you to be uh fan fanboy like us and how much of it is work spectrum one have anything special going on i want to let you promote yourself yeah no absolutely i appreciate that we are we are doing a special uh on game day we're doing a a half hour special starting at six o'clock eastern um and in that special we're going to basically put together uh we're putting together we're putting together stories on the the rink build and how they're putting ice inside of a football stadium and uh fan you know it was fan stuff um we've got uh we got a a a fan that learned how to uh sew during the pandemic and now he's making custom jerseys not necessarily hurricanes jerseys but like uh franken jerseys you know, so, wow. yeah, and, cool. and he's, he's busy. He's, you know, he's doing stuff that's unique and he's busy doing it. So we got that. Um, you're coming in from uh, uh, Brad, you're coming in from Boston, Ray, you're coming in from Calgary. I'm actually meeting up with fans that are coming in from Scotland and Finland. Uh, so for are this we. Game. So, yeah, yeah. So, you know, meeting up with those guys. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know uh, if we're meeting up with the same person, but uh, oh, Paul uh, Austin is on my list from Scotland. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm and care too from Finland. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm catching up with Paul when he arrives at the RDU. I'm turning a story on him. And uh, Paul's a, Paul was a guest on our show is a wonderful person. And we're going out to dinner on uh, Friday night. Yeah. We're, I'm going to meet him for, I'm going to meet him when he gets in on Wednesday. So that'll be cool. And then uh, I'm going to do Wednesday morning. I'm doing a sit down with Lyle wild goose. Jimmy Powers and Brad Malahi from the uh, from the Ice Caps as the forefathers. That's going to be a segment. That's right. Um, that's going to be a segment on our show on Friday night. So uh, that's the Chevrolet Sportsnet at ten thirty Monday through Monday through Sunday, seven days a week. And then the uh, the we're calling it taking it outside the Stadium Series uh, with that's our special at six o'clock on Saturday game day the eighteenth. So uh, I'll be out there for that. There will be. I, I am going to find some time to. I've got to find time to with Paul. Uh, because he and I played in those alumni games together, so we, we've known each other for a, a bunch of years. Oh, I didn't realize that. I yeah, knew Paul, but I, I didn't realize you played uh, the yeah. same alumni game. Oh yeah, we played. I played in a couple of them, and the one for I met Paul, and uh, in fact, before the pandemic, the, the wife and I made a trip to Vegas to celebrate our 50th birthdays, and uh, Paul made the same trip. He was in Vegas that week for the Hurricanes and Golden Knights. Wow. And uh, so we're all the same. I mean, it was just weird. Like we, and I didn't know idea he was coming. That's so cool. So we, you know, we, I was like, Oh my God, you're in Vegas. Yeah. We're staying up here. Come on up. We had, we came up to the casino and we had a couple pops. And uh, so we got to make time to, to, to connect uh, this week. Um, but it's going to be great seeing the ice caps guys again. And, and of course I still have so many friends within the hurricanes organization that, uh, you know, seeing Mike's on time with uh, in media relations and Chris Brown or Mike Brown, not Chris Brown, Mike Brown. 
um, than the boys. So, you know, seeing some of the guys that, uh, you know, Nechi, I covered Nechi when he played for the Checkers when they won the, the Calder Cup down here in Charlotte in 19. He was a part of that group. So uh, so I remember Marty playing down here. Uh, Brock McGinn was was a guy that was here with the Checkers, and now he's obviously moved on. Uh, but, you know, uh, Zach Dalpy's back in Charlotte. He used to play with the, the Hurricanes. He was in the organization. Now he's Riley Nash is down in Charlotte now, so another former Hurricane that's playing here. Um, so in Charlotte, so it's, 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 it's the great thing about the hockey community is that you're never too far away from family. And, uh, and that's the beauty of, uh, of this stadium series game for me anyway, from a personal standpoint is that I'm going to reconnect with so many people that, uh, that I've, you know, gotten to know over the course of my, over the course of my time in the game. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to being up there, seeing Mike Maniscalco and Trip Tracy and, uh, and, and the crew, the Bally's crew. So, I mean, it's, uh, I'm going to be at the game Thursday for the, the Montreal game for Cam Ward's uh, induction Hall of Fame induction night. So, I mean, it's going to be a busy week, but I will, I will find time to, I will find time to squeeze in just a little bit of fun. Well, we've got, and, and we're planning a, a few things ourselves when we're going to be doing a bunch of recording and we're kind of piecemeal uh, podcast together uh, about the events, you know, throughout the week, Brad and I kind of have a few ideas, things that we want to do. I want to track you down because uh, totally we'd love to have you on again, especially this and Brad, I'm sorry, one more question. And well, I'll do, I'm putting you to the test, Mike, you're a professional. Uh So I know you'll be able to knock this one out right away. Oh dear. Here it comes. So uh, this week, earlier this week on our uh, site, I wrote a blog about the time. Is it when does push come to shove? And this is, what I'm asking you is it time for Waddell to make the deal for that one or two big guys? And are you, should it be a rental or, or should he be open to being a rental? And that's, I'll, I'll throw that out there. I had to get a little bit of the excitement of the team in a trade. I got to do it all. Brad, I make him, I make Brad nuts when I throw these things out there, but here it is. What do you think? Well, I totally, first off, I totally understand that. I mean, you're in Calgary. So the weeks leading up to the trade deadline are like an advent calendar. Oh so I, I totally, you know, it's like, oh, on this day I get it. I, you know, I get this, I mean, you know, and yeah. then you, get, you open a door and there's Nick Alberga saying someone make a trade, you know, <laughs> exactly. uh, and I love Nikki. Um, I'm of, I'm of two different schools of thought here. Okay when it comes to the deadline and what the hurricane should do. I would love a long seven, seven year value at 56. If he'd go for it for Dylan Larkin, if you're able to land Dylan Larkin and you say, I'm, we're giving you 56 over seven, come to Carolina and you, and you, and, and stick around. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, guy's 25, 26 years old, got a long career ahead of him. He's the captain of the wings. He's, he's an outstanding player. I mean, he's an all-star for God's sakes. I mean, you know, he is. You, you know, he's unfortunately he's been the valedictorian of summer school for the wings because they've been so bad of late, but he's a guy that I think, you know, you, you can, pl- you can slot him in there and bang your questions about a number two center are gone. Okay. Yep. Frying him away from Detroit is going to be the problem. Stevie Eisman loves Dylan Larkin. He's not going to want him to go. He's not going to even, I don't think he wants him to go away as a rental. Uh, you know, to, to finish a season here, come back to Detroit after that. I don't think he wants to do that. 
So I think that's that's pie in the sky. Is it Timo Meyer? Is it you know? Is it a, a guy like Ken? I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I think that Waddell's going to do something. Okay. I don't think you need it on the back end. I think their their sixty are are, are more than serviceable. Um, with Dylan Coglin as a seventh, you know, he stepped in and played some big minutes while Slavin was out, um, and, and proved he could he could get the job done. The game against the Rangers was not the best night for Pesci and Shea. They they both had their their struggles against uh, New York. But again, it's their first game out of the out of a nine day layoff. I, you know, it's a, it, yep. right, the, the win streak's over. That stinks. Okay, just move on. We get the Caps next. Start, Start another one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Start another one. Um, I think if if the if the Hurricanes are going to do anything, I think they're going to add a guy that is going to help on the power play. You know, they may not be a top six in their in their current structure, um, but it's a guy that you can plug in to give you some goal scoring on the power play when, because that's what Pacioretty was going to be. Max was going to be that guy that they could throw out there, big body working the power play, score his hands. I mean, the guy, he's, the guy had a nose for the net and, and it's unfortunate that the Achilles was such a problem this year for him. But I think that at the end of the day, Waddell is going to make a move. I just don't want him to give away too much of the future to make that deal. Um, I, but I, I think he's going to do something and I, I don't know what I do. I honestly don't know what that something is going to be. I'd love to give you insight on that, but I'm not as connected as the Pierre Lebruns and the Elliot Friedman's of the world. Um, sure. you know, those guys, are, those guys have, you know, I, I, I watched, uh, I watched Friedman's 32 thoughts, uh, at intermission of the Columbus Toronto game last night, just to see if he would make any mention of Carolina being involved in anything and, and never meant, yeah, never mentioned it once, you know, didn't, he didn't say the hurricanes once they went through the Canadian teams and said, Oh, Philly might have interest or this Jersey, yada, 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 yada. So um, I think the Tarasenko trade to, to the Rangers kind of opens the door for the Metro, but the Timo Meyer domino might be the one that really sets things going if it even falls. Um, mm. And if Meyer goes anywhere uh, that will, that would, I mean, the the arms race is going to escalate in the Metro because the Metro is one of the best divisions in the league right now. It really, really is with the way you've got. And I know Boston's way out there. I know that they're, you know, they got up to the great start and they just keep winning. But I think when you look at you've got the Rangers, the Devils, and the Hurricanes that are separated by what now six points or less. You know, at the Sounds top three right. spots, yeah. the top three spots as we as we sit today, um, it, it, the, it, we have an arms race now in that division because of the Tarasenko deal. So I think that the Hurricanes, I mean, they can I don't think they can stand pat. I think they've got to do something to try to improve. I don't, I just don't know where it is because I, I love their top six. Yeah, and and you know, with Stall, Martinuk, and Foss doing what they do, I mean, that's you know, that is just a grinder's delight to watch those three go to work. Yeah, and they, I mean, they do such they they're so good at their job and what, in what their role is. And then they're, you know, and then last night, the fourth line, uh, step on, uh, Mason, uh, Mason and, uh, and Stastny and Stastny. Yeah. Paul Stastny. They had a number of great shifts last night. So, yes, they sure did. um, so, you know, I, I can see the hurricanes doing something. In fact, I expect them to do something and I will be shocked if they don't make a deal, uh, to, to try to improve the club. But there's, you know, they might they might be a piece away. And as I said to Mike Maniscalco on Friday, they the, the experts could be wrong. They may have all the pieces right now that they need. You know, it's I, 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 I think, think firmly I, I in think the Meyer camp. 
yeah, I think a deal's coming. I don't know who it's going to be, when it's going to be. Um, and I don't necessarily know that they need it. But the one thing I do know about that room with Rod Brindamore driving the bus, that room will absorb and welcome and acclimate whoever comes in quickly. That Whoever they bring in, you know, a new face, they will be welcomed into the mix very quickly and, and, uh, and they won't miss a beat. So, um, like I say, I don't know who's coming. I don't know when the deal might happen. But if it does happen, it will it will not take long for them to get that person acclimated. I would love for it to be Larkin since he's a center. I, I've been in the Meyer camp because I feel like that's a little uh, might be a little more doable. But the big thing with Meyer is the the two teams that are seem to be leading that discussion are the Devils and the Hurricanes. And if the Devils get Timo Meyer and you stand pat, oh boy, that's you well, know e- even with the room you have that that's adding you know, not just scoring prowess, but also some physicality and a guy who's willing to go in the corners too. So, yeah, you know, I, that, I mean, that's part of the deal, right? Sometimes is you want to get a guy in part so that somebody else in your division does it because the Metro, the Metro is easily the best team in the car, the best conference in the league. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. I think the Metro division is just outstanding, but you know, if, if, so let's just say the devils go and get Timo Meyer. Let's say that Meyer goes to New Jersey. Do you then go to a plan B and pick up a guy that you know can score, but is long in a tooth? Uh, you know, if if the Hurricanes were able to land Patrick Kane, how would you feel about that? Uh, I don't want Patrick Kane because of the Kyle Beach incident. Yeah. So, oh. for, so for me, it's not even a hockey decision for me. Yeah. But I'm not yeah. Don Waddell, right? So yeah. for me, for me, it's all about cost. You don't mortgage the future, but if, if, and I know people like Jarvis is one of the, the things that keeps coming up in the discussion. I would hate to lose Jarvis. That is an amazing kid. But if he gets you potentially a cup, you know, if, if mm-hmm. he gets you a chance, if he gets your foot in the door to the Stanley Cup finals, you know, there are, we, we did the other day, about a, about a third of the teams in the league have never won a Stanley Cup, including mm-hmm. places that have been around for more than 50 years, Vancouver, Buffalo, Winnipeg. I'm looking at those cities. So the fact that hurricanes have one in such a short period of time, I think people need, it feels like ancient history to me at this point, but people need to remember like these kinds of windows don't come around very often. And even when they do like the hurricanes window this year, you can look at the Rangers and you can look at um, the devils and there are other teams whose windows are also, you know, open a little sooner than you kind of expected. So you kind of got to shoot your shot sometime, right? So it's yeah, it's a strike while the iron's hot kind of. I deal trust Don Waddell. I will say that uh, Don yeah. Waddell is a funny guy because Don Waddell will say, "I'm going to go do X, Y, Z," and everybody's like, "Oh, he's just you know that's posturing for the media and whatever." And then he goes out and he does X, Y, Z exactly what he said he was going to do. So well, we yeah we <laughs> went we went we went into last season with no goaltenders. And uh, honestly, when you mentioned like, Steve Eisman not giving up Larkin, I'm like, did, didn't we give him a gift? Didn't we give him? Yeah, we kind of freebie. We didn't work out. Wait, wait, yeah. I would say which which freebie was that? Alex Nedeljkovic? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, last I, last I saw, he was he's been waived uh, a number. Oh, of I, years. I know. I'm just. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, Steve Steve's comment when asked, he was like, you know, he was asked, you know, well, why why do you think Carolina gave up? You know, Nedelk. You know, I can't even say Ned's name anymore. Yeah, Nadelka, Nadelka. Why, why did you give up Ned? And Steve was kind of like, I don't know. They must be, you know, you know, they must be crazy, but I'm I'm happy to have them. And of course it didn't turn out. I feel terrible for Ned, but yeah. yeah. Um, Mike, 
thank you so much for joining us today. Well, hold on. I mean, I, I had to hold. I'm going to interrupt you here because we're talking about trades here. Oh, okay. And I, and I, I have to. I have to. Uh, I have Kevin Weeks on alert. I hope I don't see a, a week. No, 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 no. No, it's not that. It's not Whew. that. Um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out here. Okay, so we talked about general managers and Don Waddell. All right. Yeah. So in 2001, 2002. Okay, and this is just a quick story. I'll leave you guys with getting how I don't question. NHL general managers. Okay. 2001, 2002, Hurricanes GM is a guy named Jim Rutherford. Yeah. Okay. Savvy veteran. He's won executive of the year several times. He made a trade with the Florida Panthers. And I had to look up the specifics of this because I'm going to take you back. Uh, uh, Byron Ritchie and Sandus Ozelinch to the Panthers for Brett Hedekin, Kevin Adams, Tomas Malich, and a draft pick. Okay. That was the deal. I loved Sanders Ozelich. Loved him as a player. Loved him when he's in Colorado. Thought the world of him. Puck moving, offensive defenseman, power play quarterback. Just didn't work out in Carolina. They deal him for Hedekin and Adams and this kid Mallets and whatever. And I'm on the radio the day the deal comes down. I'm giving it to Rutherford. Just yeah. giving it to him. <laughs> I mean, how can you take how can you take this guy in the 2002 season? You know where they're showing promise. This is something. This is a guy you can build around. You can you can build your power play and go into the next season and all the things that you want to be able to do. This guy's a linchpin on your back end, and you throw away. You know, I mean, Byron Ritchie. All right, I get it. You know, he's a piece, but I mean, Hedekin's. You know, he's seen his best days. Kevin Adams. I mean, he's. We're talking about a fourth line guy here. We're not talking about a, a, a prominent scorer. You didn't get anything with this deal, Jimmy Rutherford. I just want to know what you're drinking today. I mean, how you got to be? You got to be just tuned up to make this deal. I don't like it. Da, 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 da. Let's fast forward now to the Hurricanes playing in the Stanley Cup Final, losing to Detroit, but winning the Eastern Conference, getting to the final. And it's a hell of a run. I mean, it's just what a what a second half. It was just great. I'm at the it's the summertime, and I'm at the Jimmy V Celebrity Golf Weekend. And Friday is the pairings party. Saturday is the practice round. Sunday is the actual Jimmy V. Beautiful Prestonwood Country Club in Cary. It's a wonderful layout. It was a great event. I played it three times. I loved every minute of it. Friday is the pairings party. And we're all at we're all at a at an establishment, and they're putting up you know all the celebrities are in town, all the players that are in this are in town, and and they're all just mingling, and it's an open bar, and everybody's having a good time. And I'm standing there, and I'm talking with Jeff O'Neill, and I'm talking with you know a bunch of other people. And here comes Rutherford. Season's over. They lost the Stanley Cup final to Detroit. Rutherford rolls over. I say, Hey, Jimmy, how are you? Good to see you again. He says, I'm good. I'm good. Making small talk. Making small talk. And he's about to walk away, and he says, "He says I gotta, I gotta go over here." He says, "But Mike, by the way, oh, it was Bud Light," and he clinked my beer bottle and walked off. And I was like, "It was Bud, oh my god!" <laughs> and it was <laughs> because because Red had a kid worked out quite nicely. He sure Evan did, Adams worked out. Quite nicely, played the Stanley Cup with a fractured wrist. 
played in the final against them in two, or against the, or actually it worked out nicely in 06, I should say, but they yeah. won the Eastern Conference and those guys were linchpin builders to, you know, so it's never, it's never a good idea, one, to question Jim Rutherford. Yeah. But it's really never a good idea when you know you're going to see him again. And when he's right, <laughs> he's going to have the last word. Oh, and yeah. He had the last word. Yeah. And that, that trade brought my all time favorite hurricane in Kevin Adams. No, Kevin, yeah. Adams, yeah. Kevin Adams is well, my guy. I, yeah. I now, absolutely loved him coming. I, I want to I want to see him I, succeed in Buffalo as a GM now. I want to see him turn I do too. I, I was worried. I was worried last year. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, but yeah. but this year, I mean, what a breakout year for them. I mean, regardless oh, yeah. of what else happens, they they've had a phenomenal and you know, yeah. Tage Thompson's been unbelievable. But it's it's noon. We would love to have you back on. I think I speak for Ray at some point in the future if you would like to come back. Just but thank you so much for joining us. This has been phenomenal i think has been this is going to be we're definitely going to have this you know going on this week you know playing for the stadium series of park lot we will ray and i both have tickets to the hall of fame game and the stadium series we'd love to connect with you even if you say hi for a minute absolutely uh yeah uh tell lyle wild goose brad the guy gave the jersey two said hi uh paul lawson if you you, you will see him before me yeah (laughs) Yeah. oh hey brad says hi i'll see you in a couple of days He, he texted me last night to make sure uh that I was going to be in town, you know, for the whole time. So excellent. And and Mike, I, I appreciate people... you taking our call, basically too. Just getting back, this has been wonderful. Absolutely. It has been. And 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 Mike, how do people? Uh, I mean, aside from finding you on Spectrum One, how else can people follow you? Because you've got, I mean, you've graced us with all of this. Uh, I mean, this has been. My, my personal favorite right now, and maybe it's because I've been in the industry too, and I'm hearing it from someone who's lived a dream that I wanted for so much. I, I, I got to, let's hear it from you. How do people follow you? Because you've got some great stuff to, to share with everyone. Well, I, I appreciate that very much. You guys are far too kind. Um, best way to Best way to keep track of everything that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, whether it's the Hurricanes or the Panthers or uh, the NBA, whatever, just check out the Twitter handle at Mike Solarte. Uh, just like it, just like I say it, because, uh, the pronunciations I've gotten over the years on my last name are just, how do you get solitaire out of Solarte? How do you, how, how do you get, how do you make the jump to add the I and flip stuff around and it's solitaire? All I just, okay, whatever. It's Solarte, S-O-L-A-R-T-E. And, uh, you know, give us a follow and, uh, ask away questions. You know, I, I, I've always prided myself since joining that crazy website that if someone has taken the time to to write out a legitimate question about you know about sports it's it's definitely no problem for me to write back you know if you think that much of my opinion then i i I feel i should give it to you and 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 that's fine you know so i I try to stay as interactive uh, as possible as positive as possible i hate the negativity i hate the i'm not a hot take guy um, you know, uh, that's not, you know, I, I love to have a lot of fun. So, um, I try to keep it light professional, uh, but definitely not light on the professional. If you got a question, if anybody's got a question, I will definitely give you my best answer that I can. And, uh, and Hey, we're just having fun. I look at, to me, I look at Twitter as just a, a virtual sports bar, you know, we're the only thing to yeah. is having a pop. So, um, and on Sundays, I might even have one when I'm responding to you. So you never know. <laughs> there you go. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Brad, drive safe, man. I can't yeah. wait to see you. And Wednesday, the party begins. And 
I, I mean, the party's already started for me. I mean, I'm like, I'm so jacked up for this next coming week. It's going to be so great. Uh, Ray, hold on a second. I got a question for you. You're flying out of Canada. Is it like a three beer minimum before you board from Calgary? uh, This is going to, this is going to frighten you. You are talking to possibly the only Canadian who doesn't enjoy beer. Oh, wow. So yeah, I'm not a beer drinker, but what do you do? Oh, I mean, are you a dram? Are you a dram guy? I mean, are you? Uh, no, I've I, no, no, no. I, the the flights and stuff are are great. I'm too excited, right? Like I'm wired for sound, getting on the plane, going through everything, uh, customs and stuff. I mean, I'm I'm going to be just wired for sound the whole the whole way. And if I'm going to have a, a a wobbly pop or whatever, if that's the way you want to call it, yeah. uh, there's usually there's usually a rye. Oh, okay. Somewhere. I right. you know we'll, what I mean? we'll hook you up with Paul Lawson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's he's ticked at me. I put ice. He he he's ticked at me. I my pictures, uh, the toasts that I do for the games and stuff. He doesn't like that I put ice in my uh, in my my shot that I have there when I'm saluting the team and stuff. He looked at that was his first response. He saw that picture with ice in there, and he's like, "What are you doing? You're 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 desecrating the drink." No, no, I'm making it colder. That's all I'm doing. I'm making (laughs) it colder. That's all it is. If Green Shields is still around, I'll take a root beer. Does that count? Oh my god, I don't think. I I don't think. I bet they're gone. But for 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 newer folks, Green Shields used to be a place downtown that they made their own root beer on site. Which they made their own own beer on site. Made their own beer on site. not not a drinker. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, when when uh, no in '95, that was in fact uh, my agent who got me the job in Raleigh uh, was our weather guy at the station I worked at. So we suspended oh, wow. our we suspended our agreement when I started working there, and the first place he took me was to Green Shields, and I had the I had the most amazing uh, stout that they had. so I mean, good because it, it was I mean it was a microbrew. Oh my, it was they're oh. And then there you gone. go. Then it was gone. Memories. And it was oh, oh green shit is gone. Oh. <laughs> I'm old enough now. I live in the past a lot. That's probably there you sad. Go. sad, but it's yeah. funny for other people, hopefully. Was, but the thing is, though, is that the past was really, really good, wasn't it? I wasn't mean, it? It was, it was. It was so, so good. Those came, those early two late 90s, early 2000s cane years, even when they weren't necessarily winning were my favorite hockey times. I mean, oh. even driving from NC State to Greensboro to go to games, get barbecue for the games, there's 8,000 pe- people in Green Acres and the upper deck is blacked out. Yeah. I st- I loved every second of it. I really yeah. did. It was outstanding. I was able to get great seats whenever I wanted to in Greensboro uh, and watching those teams play. I mean, that was, you know, Ronnie Francis. I saw Ronnie Francis wrench his ankle up there and and everybody was like, oh, no, what, what and that cost them in that playoff series because he was out and they got beat um, because he, he, he did major damage to his ankle. It wasn't a high ankle sprain. Mike was reported. It was worse. Um, and uh, you know, but he, you know, he, 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 he wanted to go. He could just, I mean, he just couldn't do it. So um, and that, I, that really hurt them in that playoff series that year, but you know, there's a long, rich history of this team. And I've been very lucky to have been a part of watching it all unfold over 25 seasons. And, Really, really looking forward to the stadium series game on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Mike. This has been a, a fantastic show, Brad. We've covered everything. We've false uh, closed out the show three times because that's just what we do. I mean, this is this is fantastic. We've covered everything. 
we've got some great history. We've talked about the stadium series. We even got a trade thing in. Uh, there's something missing though. And for the life of me, I don't, what, what is missing, Brad? Yeah. Go Canes. Go Canes. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Ray and I greatly appreciate your support in helping us produce an informative and fun podcast. As always, we'd like to say that we believe hockey is for everyone. Whether you're a Kaniac or a bunch of jerks doesn't matter, as we're just a couple of jerks anyway. We would love to hear your questions, comments, and suggestions. We will do our best to answer anything hockey-related. You can reach us by email at stormseller97 at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at stormseller97. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormseller97.